Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash alam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. From the podcast team at Qalam, we wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month, you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras, and khutbas, all from our new campus, Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillahi wa kafa. وَسَلَامٌ عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَىٰ خُصُوصًا عَلَىٰ سَيِّدِ الرُّسُلِ وَخَاتِمِ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ الْأَسْكِيَاءِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ الْأَتْقِيَاءِ أَمَّا بَعْدَ In Surah Fussilat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shares with us a very beautiful message. Verse number 30. He, Azza wa Jal, says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوعَدُونَ نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاؤُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ نُزُلًا مِنْ غَفُورٍ رَّحِيمٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Indeed, those who said that Allah is our Lord, and then they were committed to it. They were steadfast. They were consistent in their claim. When a person makes a claim that, Ya Allah, I want to love you. Ya Allah, I'm willing to take on the path that leads to you. There will be challenges that come. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test you and then there will be barriers that exist because of your own doings. There are some people who when they see the challenges, they back off. One person, he's standing at the base of a mountain and he sees how glorious and magnificent it is. And he thinks to himself that if it looks so great from here, imagine how amazing the view must be from up there. So the individual makes an intention to climb. And as they climb, they begin to feel the burn in their quads. They begin to feel the burn in their calves. 
They feel it in their glutes. And they're like, you know what, I'm not sure if I'm doing this. And then they back off. They walk away. That person will be deprived of the sweetness of seeing that view from the top. And what lies up there. But then there are those who say, you know what, I'm going to pace myself and I'm going to prepare myself. I will take this on. One step at a time as the challenges come, they keep going. They keep going. They have their walking stick, their walking stick they have their water bag, and they're just taking one sip and slowly one step at a time until they make it to the top. And as you're climbing that mountain, it's not a good idea for you to just look all the way up and say, how am I going to make it up there? Your eyes should be lowered to where you're walking and know and focus on that next step you need to take. That can I take this next step? Yes, it's safe, take it. Can I do this next step? Yes, take it. And focus on taking one step at a time because if you think of climbing this five, six, seven, eight mile hike that's ahead of you, it may terrify you and you'll stop. When a person makes it to the top and they're finally there, all that burn in their legs, all the pain they experience, they forget about it. Because the beauty that they experience from there, and ultimately every time they share the story, the focus is on how beautiful the view was and how great the experience was, the pain disappears. And if anything, the pain becomes a badge of honor that this was a sacrifice that I took on to get to that destination. If this applies to someone who's hiking, then what about a person that is on the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Shaitan is waiting there, creating excuses in your mind, whispering to you, it's okay, give up. You failed before. Someone like you isn't cut for this. You know, this whole loving Allah business and getting close to Allah and building a relationship with your Lord is for the righteous and pious. It's not for someone like you. You're a scumbag. You're someone whose job is just to be a pawn in this world and someone else's corporation. Live your life serving them. And when you die, do one or two good things before you leave the dunya. And that's the end of your legacy. But then there are others who will say, no, that's not my legacy. My purpose in life is not to be a pawn in someone else's dream of being a millionaire, billionaire. There's a greater purpose. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created me for a reason and that was to love Him and I will walk this path no matter how challenging or how difficult it is. They are firm. The path to Allah is not an easy one. Yet it's not a difficult one. It's not impossible, otherwise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wouldn't tell us to walk this path. Because that would be mahal, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never tells us to do something that's impossible. He always gives us that what's within our reach. But then there is, a, there is an effort that needs to go in from the individual. And that effort requires consistency. There is this notion that people have in their mind, that because I'm on a path of righteousness, inshallah, or I'm trying to seek greatness inshallah or trying to find a, a way to instill ihsan excellence in my heart inshallah that everything's going to be easy I hear Muslims saying this all the time that I make dua it doesn't get accepted that guy there is barely doing any good and he's enjoying all the luxuries of the dunya and see that's right there the point Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the dunya to everyone the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said law kanat dunya if the world and everything that exists within it had weight in the sight of Allah, even equivalent to that of a wing of a fly, if it even had that much weight, Allah would not give a sip to those who disbelieve in Him. 
But this dunya has no weight in the sight of Allah. And for people who came before who made this claim that they loved Allah, Allah tested them because words are cheap. And when you sacrifice for something, you appreciate it more. When you've worked on developing yourself for decades, finally when you get that goal, it means something to you. This is not an award for participation that everyone gets a medal for just saying they want something. No. The love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a very valuable and the most valuable thing the human being can accomplish. And there will be challenges on the way there. This is what the Qur'an says. This whole concept that it's explained right now is captured in this one verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always tested those who believe in Him. Because those who believe in Him, the sign of their iman is that no matter how many challenges they face, it doesn't phase them. It's not a barrier between them and Allah. They just keep marching. Like that person who's fixated on reaching the summit. Each step is easy. They just keep going one step at a time, one step at a time. They keep going. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا The Prophet ﷺ, he said, أَحَبُّ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ أَدْوَمُهَا وَإِنْقَلُ The most beloved of deeds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those that have consistency with them. Even if they are little. You know how erosion works, right? Just one drop, a little wind, some ice. And that one drop is just con- continuous and it's relentless and it keeps going with consistency. One drop. If you were to put one drop against a big boulder, you would think the boulder is always going to win. But that one drop keeps going and keeps going until thousands of year la- years later and sometimes even millions of years later, that rock cracks open and erosion occurs. Victory will always be with those that are consistent. How many a times have we all seen, everyone here must have an observation to confirm what I'm about to say. How many of us have seen that people that were less talented exceeded those that were more talented because they were consistent? Have you guys not seen this in your life? Whether it's in work, whether it's in family, whether it's in working out, whether it's in education, that there's someone who isn't as talented. And the one who's talented, sometimes they just ride the wave of being talented and they don't care for consistency. And there's another person that doesn't have the talent, but they're committed. They keep going at it every day, sitting down every day with that Qur'an and doing one ayah at a time, half a verse at a time. When I hear someone that's memorized the Qur'an at the age of 70, 60, 50, 80, 90, my heart just melts out of joy. Because this human being right here has done something humanity has forgotten. This human being has conquered consistency. They've conquered istiqamah. As for the rest of us, high hopes, but unfortunately, no consistency to accompany it. We very easily give in to our lower self, our nafs. And one thing that nafs is great at, absolutely amazing. You know, as you prepare yourself to stand up to your nafs, the one thing that you have to know, your nafs, my nafs, all of us, is phenomenal at making excuses. There will always be an excuse. Why didn't you wake up for Fajr Salah? There's some excuse there. Everyone has excuses of why they shouldn't do that which is good for them. There's always a convenient excuse. But the amazing thing is, that very same thing that stopped us from one act, won't stop us from the second. And the reason is because, once the heart is committed to something, if a person is committed to food, no barrier will stop them from their meal. Because once the heart is committed to something, 
it finds a way to do it. My mother, rahimahullah, used to say to me, sometimes I wouldn't call her for a few days, and she would get very upset. And then when I would call her, she would almost not talk to me. Very few words, I can tell she was angry. And I would say to her, Mama, I was busy. So she would say to me, This was her statement. That when someone wants to get something done, what happens guys? They just get it done. There are no excuses, nothing would stop you. You'd sleep five minutes left if you, less if you had to, and you would call me. And the truth is, she was right. That when someone wants to get something done, excuses don't stand in their way. Those excuses are all a part of their nuts. No excuses, you have to throw them all out. You commit to something, you set the standard, you set the goal. That you know what, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make a habit of saying Astaghfirullah a hundred times every day. For this was a practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu said, the best form of dhikr is afdalu dhikri la ilaha illallah. So every day I'm gonna make a habit of just doing dhikr of la ilaha illallah a hundred times every day. I'm gonna spend time doing salawat every day. Or just one of those three. If all three of them are too much, one of them. To be honest with you, doing astaghfirullah a hundred times a day, what's the time commitment there? Someone tell me, what do you think the time commitment is? Two minutes? Three minutes? That's it. And it's very clear that this has nothing to do with anything that's serious in life that doesn't give us two minutes. Everyone has two, three minutes. Everyone can do it. In order for istiqamah to work, your heart has to be connected to that thing. And yesterday we talked about ambition. Your heart has to desire it. And it has to understand why it needs it. The Prophet ﷺ tells us that the heart is a place that if it is corrupt, everything is corrupt, everything is corrupt. And if it is sound, then everything is sound. And the greatest interpreter of what the heart desires is the tongue. When a person commits their tongue to something, that's why we do istighfar, that's why we do dhikr, because it really helps settle the heart into its place. This is why we read the Qur'an even if we don't understand it, for those of us who don't speak Arabic. Because it helps the heart settle down. Right? The limbs they say every morning to the tongue, in istiqamta istiqamna wa i'wajajta i'wajajna. And that brings us to an interesting point that the opposite of istiqama is i'wijaj. Istiqama is to stay coarse, i'wijaj is to deviate, to turn left, turn right, not be focused. That's what it is. When you stay committed to a course, you have to know you will fail and it is completely okay to fail. You can't be hard on yourself to the point where you are not okay with failing. Failing is a part of the process. You just get up, you start again. And then you keep going, going, and going, and then a few days later, you'll fail. You get up and try again. Hassan rahimahullah ta'ala, when he would read this verse of Surah Fussilat, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَا اللَّهُ ثُمَّ استقاموا, He would say, اللَّهُمَّ أَنْتَ رَبُّنَا فَرْزُقْنَا الْإِسْتِقَامَ O our Lord, you, O Allah, you are our Lord. So we ask you for istiqama. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't demand high spiritual results from us. What He demands is effort. That you try. That you put time into it. And we're all aware of how guilty we are of not trying. Specifically outside of Ramadan. And some of us maybe even inside of Ramadan. There needs to be effort. When a person's heart is committed to something and they work hard on accomplishing it, the blessing is that that thing becomes a part of your life. One of my teachers, he once shared something with us. He said that there was a friend of his who was a physician, and he, was in, he basically ran a shift at the hospital dealing with end-of-life care. So he saw people passing away every day. 
Muslim guy in a Muslim country. So this person shared with our sheikh, he said that like an overwhelming majority of Muslims, I don't remember the percentage, but let's just run up the 70-80% of Muslims that were passing away in a Muslim country, in Muslim hospitals, did not die with shahada. Most of them didn't. They died talking about some debt. They died cursing at someone. Some of them died singing some song and someone was doing something and someone was doing something weird. Very few of them actually died with shahada. And then our sheikh said to us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only gives that to people whose hearts strive for it while they're alive. I want to share two incidents with you guys and then we'll wrap up for today's session. The first one is an incident of Amir ibn Abdullah al-Mu'adhin. Great scholar, respected individual in our tradition. He was in the last days of his life, last moments of his life, وَهُوَ يَجُودُ بِنَفْسِهِ Just kind of struggling to even breathe. Right? His life was, his soul was about to leave his body. وَمَنْزِلُهُ قَرِيبٌ مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ And while he was struggling to stay alive at home, his home was also very close to the mosque. فَقَالَ خُذُوا بِيَدِي He said to his companions, take me by the hand to the masjid. قَالُوا إِنَّكَ عَلِيلٌ They said, you're very sick. You're in no position to go to the masjid. قَالَ أَسْمَعُ دَاعِيَ اللَّهِ فَلَا أُجِبُ That I can hear that person calling me to salah. How will I reject that? I have a soul in my body. I will go to the masjid. فَأَخَذُهُ بِيَدِهِ He went to the masjid. فَدَخَلَ فِي صَلَاةِ الْمَغْرِبِ فَرَكَعَ مَعَ الْإِمَامِ رَكَعَةً ثُمَّ مَاتَ That he went and enjoyed the imam in maghrib salah. And one raka'ah completed, he was still in salah, he passed away. How does a person get there? How you get there? Who thinks about salah while they're struggling to push air out of their lungs and take air in? How do they do that? It's because they have istiqamah, throughout their life they're committed. They're not just people of words, these are people of actions. Similarly, another incident regarding Ibn Abi Sarh, that he, وَهُوَ بِرْ He was in Ramallah. وَكَانَ خَرَجَ إِلَيْهَا فَارًا مِنَ الْفِتْنَةِ فَجَعَلَ يَقُولُ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ أَصْبَحْتُمْ ثُمَّ يَقُولُونَ لَا فَلَمَّا كَانَ عِنْدُ الصُّبْحِ قَالَ يَا هِشَامِ So he, due to some struggles that were happening, some problems, he kind of fled from his homeland and came and settled here. He kept asking people, is it morning? Is it morning? Is it morning? Finally someone said, yes, it's morning. Fajr time has started. So he said, اللَّهُمَّ جَعَلْ خَاتِمَةَ عَمَلِي الصُّبْحِ Oh Allah, let the last thing I do in my life be Fajr Salah. فَتَوَضَّأَ ثُمَّ الصَّلَّى فَقَرَأَ فِي الْأُولَى بِأُمِّ الْكِتَابِ وَالْعَادِيَاتِ وَفِي الْأُخْرَى بِأُمِّ الْقُرْآنِ وَالسُورَةِ That he started his Fajr, he prayed Surah Fatiha and Surah Adiyat, and then in the second rak'ah he prayed Surah Fatiha in another Surah. فَسَلَّمَ عَنْ يَمِينِهِ وَذَهَبَ يُسَلِّمُ عَنْ يَسَارِهِ فَقُبِذَ عَلَيْهِ was finishing off his prayer, he did salam to his right. And he was just getting ready to go to his left, and he passed away. How do these people live these lives? When I read these stories, it sends a shiver down my spine, because I wonder sometimes, how will I die? And a good way for me to know how I will leave this dunya, is based off of who I am today. That's a horrific question to ask. Because we are used to putting on a front well, internally many of us are very much familiar that we are hollow from within. Have high ambitions, commit. Surround yourself by people of commitment. Hold yourself accountable. Set small goals, but you have to do them. This is not a luxury. 
This is a necessity. We end by saying, Allahumma anta rabbuna farzukhna al-istiqama. Oh Allah, you are our Lord, so bless us with consistency and commitment. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.